Welcome to Quick Hits, the only podcast that gets you smartenized. Today's episode, The Nanny States of America. Yes, welcome, my friends, to the nanny states of America, where every sharp edge is being dulled, where every corner is being padded, and where decisions that you thought were yours to make are increasingly being taken away from you by nanny organizations working in concert with Big Brother, by corporations that are afraid of lawsuits, and by employers who think that your free time really shouldn't be all that free. Now, I'm not talking about where we're going, where we're headed, what we have to look forward to. I'm talking about where we are right now. And if you have any doubt about that, let's try a little thought experiment. Imagine that it's 25 years ago, and there is a woman. She's 19 years old. She weighs 120 pounds. And although it's not really necessary for this thought experiment, let's give her large breasts and really nice ass, uh, just because we can. Now, this woman has been working hard all day. She works for Scott's miracle Grow, and she's decided she's going to meet some friends after work. But she's kind of hungry, so before she does, she gets in her car, drives without wearing a seatbelt, to a fast food place, and orders herself a meal. She supersizes it because she's really hungry. And then she gets in her car and she drives to a bar where she meets her friends. She has a beer with them. She smokes a cigarette. She has another beer with them. And then she drives home. Now, having done all this 25 years ago, she hasn't broken any laws. She hasn't done anything wrong. Everything is all fine and dandy, but now let's fast forward to today. The same woman, the same age, in the same situation, doing those exact same things. Well, first of all, she wouldn't be working for Scott's Miracle Grow because, like a growing number of companies, they've announced that they're going to fire anybody who smokes and not hire any smokers in the first place. If you smoke on your own time, if you even have a cigar on the weekend, you're out. Your free time is no longer all that free. So she wouldn't have that job. She gets in her car without a seatbelt. That's a traffic violation. She goes to the fast food place. Most of them are no longer offering supersizing in reaction to lawsuits because fat people have been suing these companies because they've had the audacity to offer food for cheap. And then she goes to meet her friends in a bar. Now, she's 19 years old. She could have done that 25 years ago, but she can't do that now. That's a severe violation. She's got to wait until she's 21 before she can have a drink with her friends. And a smoke in a bar? <laughs> that's becoming increasingly impossible, not just in this country, but that particular madness is spreading all over the world. But the real killer of it is the second drink. Being a 120-pound woman, after that second drink, when she gets in the car, although 25 years ago it wouldn't have been illegal, today she would be legally drunk. And if she gets pulled over, it's going to make her life really, really miserable for a long time to come. 
How did we get here? Gradually, a baby step at a time. In fact, steps that, in the early stages, probably seemed pretty reasonable. Take Mothers Against Drunk Driving, for instance. There's an organization that started with the premise that there were too many drunks on the road killing people and getting away with it. So their first step was to get the existing laws enforced, get the drunks off the road, and also to make people a little more aware, let them think about it a little more, maybe have a designated driver if they want to do some serious drinking. And so with these efforts, the number of people being killed by drunk drivers gradually started to drop. Great. Mission accomplished. They could fold up shop, right? <laughs> yeah, right. Once an organization is created and becomes a multi-million dollar organization, and the people at the head of that organization are sucking down six-figure salaries, there's no way they're ever going to stop. They have to continue to push and push and push, and this is where we get into trouble. One of the first things that they did was push for raising the drinking age to 21. Now, just think about this for a moment. When you're 18 years old, you're considered mature enough to make virtually every life decision that's there for you, except whether you can have a drink. You can go and join the military. You can become a soldier, a decision that could very well cost you your life. But that's a risk that you're considered mature enough to take, mature enough to decide. However, you can't have a couple of beers with your buddies the night before you ship out. You're considered mature enough to get married, which is, theoretically, a lifelong commitment. But you can't have a glass of champagne at the wedding. Oh, no, no, no. You're not mature enough to handle that. You can start a business. Buy a house with a 30-year mortgage. Get in debt. Get credit cards. You can do all this stuff. But you can't have a beer. So, now they've succeeded. They've raised the drinking age. They've got drunk driving laws are now being enforced in ways that they hadn't been before. And people are more aware, right? So they should be done. Should be able to fold up shop. Not quite, my friends. The organization has now gotten bigger, and so have the salaries. And so they continue on, first getting the definition of drunk driving lowered to 0.10. And after things settle in there a little bit, they lower it to 0.08, which is why a 120-pound woman is now legally drunk. In fact, in Washington, D.C. right now, impairment is 0.01 to 0.03. That's right, less than one glass of wine, and you're legally impaired. In fact, if you swallow your mouthwash instead of spitting it out, you're probably going to be in trouble. Where will they go from here? Who knows, but my bet is that within a couple of years, they're going to be clamoring for 0.05, and they'll probably get it. I think the worst part of all of this is that compromise is now a thing of the past. It used to be when there was a disagreement between adults you can say, well, let's come up with a compromise. Let's come up with a solution that each of us dislikes an equal amount, but something that we can live with. And then that's it. You don't like smoke in a restaurant? I like to smoke in a restaurant. Okay, let's have smoking and non-smoking sections, all right? 
We're all done. We're settled. That's it. We don't have to visit this problem anymore because we've come up with a compromise solution. But to a nanny, a compromise is simply a step to whatever their ultimate goal is. So, we get smoking and non-smoking sections. We let that settle in for a year or two or three because these people are incredibly patient. And then we mandate that the smoking sections get smaller and smaller and then disappear completely until we're at the point where we're passing laws about how close people can stand to a door outside. So even if the original compromise seems reasonable, you have to be unreasonable and reject it because they're not really interested in compromise. They're interested in their end goal. Now, the solutions to all of this would be relatively simple, but are pretty unlikely to be implemented. One thing that we could do is simply say, look, you're a charitable organization. You cannot be active politically. As soon as you become active politically or give money to other organizations so that they can be your proxy and be politically active, you lose your tax-free status. It's gone permanently, irrevocably. That's it. That would do a huge amount to put a kibosh on some of this stuff, but these organizations buy Congress people just like corporations do, and so that's not likely to happen. We could have reasonable laws, reasonable people passing our laws so that we don't have these ridiculous things becoming part of our lives. But reasonable laws aren't going to happen because we keep electing lawyers. We could have reasonable tort reform. I only brushed lightly on the effect that uh, massive lawsuits are having on this kind of nonsense. Uh, that could be a whole nother podcast. But again, that's unlikely because we keep electing lawyers. And so we continue on our path to being the ultimate nanny nation. And I'm afraid that not too far into the future, 15, 20, 25 years, we're going to find that virtually everything that we enjoy is going to be restricted or heavily taxed and simply be unavailable. So my recommendation to you, my friends, is to enjoy yourself now as much as you can. Get that nice, juicy steak or a big, thick, greasy burger with an extra order of fries. Smoke a fine cigar. Drink a good beer. Just enjoy this stuff while you can, before it all becomes beyond your reach, unavailable or illegal. But every once in a while, you should sit down to a plate of tofu and bean sprouts and a glass of organic water. Because sooner or later, and probably sooner than you think, that's all that's going to be allowed. I'd like to close with a quote that somebody sent me a while back. I don't know the origin of it. I can't find the author. If anybody has any idea, please let me know. Life is not a journey to the grave with the intention of arriving safely in a pretty and well-preserved body, but rather to skid in broadside, thoroughly used up, totally worn out, and loudly proclaiming, Wow, what a ride. I like that. I think that's a great way to live. Unfortunately, it's not going to be allowed much longer. And that's it for this episode of Quick Hits. If you've learned something, if you've changed your mind, or even if you can understand a different point of view without necessarily agreeing with it, congratulations, you've been smartened.
music that you're hearing in the background is My Wonderful Shadow by the Aquamarines. And you can buy that CD at theaquamarines.com. As always, I'd like to encourage folks to send me an email. Drop me a line. Go to DaveHit.com. That's spelled with two T's. You'll find my mailing address there. Also, you'll find it in the MP3 tags of this file. You can also send me a voicemail at 206-203-4488. That is voicemail only. Nobody will pick up the phone. Just leave your message there. Make it short and pithy enough, and it may show up in a bonus episode. We'll be doing a bonus episode here pretty soon. And while that is long distance for most folks, remember, it's always free if you call from work. And as always, never forget that the Quick Hits Podcast is nothing more than a journal of one man's opinion and therefore should not be taken too seriously. Mm-hmm.